Welcome, my name is Michael Aceta. I'm the founder of Matador Canine Brilliance and author of the Dog Training Cheat Codes. You're listening to the Acknowledge Dogs Podcast. The first dog I ever got was when I was 16 years old. Her name was Breezy. She is still alive today, and she was the most patient dog you could possibly ask for, for someone who really didn't know what they were doing with the dog. Now, I had studied for two years to get enough information to convince my parents that I was allowed to have a dog, that I knew enough to own one and take care of one and train one. But when I got it, it was very different than what I had read in the books. Now, what I was constantly told is that your dog needs discipline first. They need structure first. And then you could give them all the love in the world. Okay, If they didn't have the discipline, if they didn't have the, the theory of, well, I'm in charge and I'm the leader and you have to do what I say, I couldn't give them affection. I hated this mentality, by the way, and I did not want to implement it, which is why I failed. Right? The consistency of implementing it probably would have led me to succeed and been reinforced for it. But because I didn't want to do it, I didn't feel like it was the proper way to train my dog, I didn't follow through with it. Now, today I'm going to be talking about boundaries. And I want to tell you what we did with my first dog and what I do currently with my dogs that has completely changed. Now, if you're thinking of how to teach your dog boundaries and how to limit them from doing the things that you don't want them to do, it all comes down to teaching them the right thing. Now, for Breezy, when we brought her home, she's a black lab pointer. We got her when she was nine months old from a shelter. When we brought her home, she was crate trained immediately. Put her into the crate. Okay, you're going to get used to the crate. You're not allowed on the couch. You're not allowed on the bed. You're not allowed to sit near us during dinner or breakfast or mealtime, whatever. It is. You got to wait for your food. You got to be patient at things. You can't go outside the door first. We did everything right. Everything right as it relates to what we knew at the time. I have to create boundaries with my dog. But boundaries typically have a gate, right? If there was a fence and you were inside the fence, there's going to be a gate to let you outside of the fence. And perhaps you have the key and perhaps you don't have the key to outside. How do you get the key to outside? Right? How, do you, how do you get the freedom to do what you want to do? Is it through repetitions? Well, if I listen enough, I'll get the key to outside. Is it breaking out like a, a prison breakout? Oh, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to break out. Or is it, well, I learn how to exist outside of the gate and I know what the expectations are. And now you can be let outside the gate, right? Think about your dog. In the backyard, they're confined. Inside your house, they're confined, and maybe they listen a lot better than when you're going outside into the real world. So that boundary, that gate, is created as a means of teaching our dog in a structured way so that when we do take them out into the outside world or do give them the freedom to do what they want, they know what the expectation is. But usually we don't teach it that way. For Breezy, we certainly didn't in the beginning. It was just structure. We knew yes and no, black and white. You either are on the couch or you're not on the couch. Then it started to develop. We started to learn that, yeah, you can have your dog on the couch as long as you ask or they ask you for permission. Well, my dog's not going to be allowed onto the couch unless they sit and wait and they look at me and then I can invite them on up. And if I decide they don't have the privilege to be on the couch anymore, I could kick them off. That's what we learned. Now, we never let her back on the couch because we had a very nice white couch and she loved going in the mud outside. 
So although we cleaned her paws, we just didn't want a dirty white couch. But for my personal dogs, after I left and went to college, Breezy stayed with my parents and I got a new dog. In college, I followed those same rules, at least for a little bit until I started to learn other ways to do this. That alpha mentality was still in the back of my brain, even though I knew it wasn't necessary. You do not need to be domineering over your dog. You do not need to be the leader of the pack. You need to be a leader, but you don't need to be the leader of their pack. There's a difference there. A leader guides and informs the followers by being a part of a larger group. They are leading them, they're guiding them, and educating them so that everyone can get to an objective or a goal or a target. A boss just tells them what to do and is not thoroughly involved, does not guide them, and does not teach them. They just tell them what they need to do. I don't want to be the boss of my dog. I want to be the leader for my dog. But I don't need to be the leader of the pack to do that. I do not need to be the alpha, senior, you know, uh, front of the line kind of thing. What I do need to do, however, is teach my dog what they should be doing and convince them that that's the best possible thing they could do. So when I was in college, I didn't want him on the bed. I didn't want him on the couch. Right now I had a chair. I didn't really have a couch. But my initial thought was, okay, he's not going to go on those things because I don't want to, right? And some people even do this. I don't want to give them the idea that they're in charge of me. Now, if you have a dog that gets onto the couch and becomes aggressive, they are not being alpha over you. That's just not true. Okay, they've learned that snapping at you stops you from getting them off the couch. So the alpha theory, you can just take out of your brain and throw it away. Get a vacuum, suck the idea out of your brain, and put it in the trash. The alpha theory is not going to help you when you're trying to teach your dog boundaries, when you're trying to teach them that, okay, you can do this and you can't do this. You can hang out with me when I'm sitting watching Netflix, but you can't be on the couch. Now, there has been a tonal shift in the industry of dog training, in the minds of dog owners. And then our dog can be on the couch all the time. My dog can be on my bed all the time. And sometimes this creates behavior problems, not because of the alpha theory, not because of the alpha theory, but it does create problems because maybe our dog just wants to relax all day and we want to get them up so we can make the bed or they take up too much space in the bed. And instead of teaching the dog how to respond to us when they're not excited and stimulated through rewards, right? When we get our dogs excited, they'll listen because we have something to offer them. If we don't have anything to offer them and we're trying to take something away from them, dogs can react in order to keep what they have. They want to stay on the bed. You tell them to get off the bed. They're like, that ain't happening. Then we escalate. We get angry, frustrated with our dog and we try to push them off the bed. Now they go, hey, I don't like that. You gave me one opportunity this is my bed. I want to hang out. I want to lay here. And they become aggressive because that aggression works at getting you to leave them alone. If it works, it will repeat. So you can have your dog hang out on the couch. You can have them hang out on the bed, but you cannot, you cannot have a dog that is aggressive because of those things, right? You're sitting at the dining room table and you want your dog to sit with you or sit on their place, they cannot become aggressive and try to steal your food. That's no good. We don't want that. So this is where boundaries can really help. But you cannot teach these boundaries by uh, shushing your dog and moving into them and personal pressure. And that's all the old stuff. 
We have to teach it the new way. You have to teach your dog how to do these things the new way. And in doing so, you actually convince your dog that they came up with the idea, that they know what they should be doing, and because they know what they're doing, even if they felt like they were above you. Let's just humor the idea of alpha theory, even if they felt like they were above you. And they're like, ah, man, I got them. I know exactly what I'm doing. Even though they feel like they're above you, they're still doing the thing that you want them to do. It's like that reverse psychology when you do it on people. Say, oh, I didn't really want to go to the concert. Oh, cool. Well, you know, I'll take Jim with me. Oh, great. Wonderful. Right? Like, I don't think that was a great example of uh, reverse psychology, but you know what I'm talking about. Reverse psychology, if you've ever heard about it, you tell someone the opposite of what you want them to do, and then they go do it just out, you know, out of spite of you. So we're teaching our dog what we want them to do, and they go, oh, I'm going to stick it to him. I'm going to do the thing that I know gets rewarded. And because they become so dedicated to that new behavior, they end up doing it 10 times stronger than if I were to just have to keep pressing into them. Because that's what you have to do constantly. Yet the rest of the dog's life is you pressing into them and forcing them into a corner and being like, nope, nope, yep, right, you got, oop, right. They're trying to just keep them, keep them in one spot. That's not what we want. We want to teach our dogs what they need to do. I want to give you a PDF download on how to do this, how to teach your dog to stop doing problem behaviors, create boundaries without using punishment. Okay, it's called Resolving Complicated Bad Habits Without Using Punishment. The link will be in the description if you want to learn how to do this effectively. Now, with my dogs now, what I do with them now is not what I did with Breezy when she was younger. I did not structure everything so perfectly where, oh, you have to wait before I go outside the door and you have to wait for breakfast and dinner. Instead, those become just natural parts of life. It's very natural for them. I put my hand on the handle of the door and my dog sits. I go to grab the scooper for their food bowl and they automatically sit because I taught them to do so. It's, what, it's not a boundary thing. It just becomes a part of their life. And what most people will say is, oh, well, didn't you start by teaching the boundary? No, actually. Right? I didn't. It comes from a different mindset. It's a completely different tonal shift in your brain and your thought process and what historical training has taught you. If you've done any research about dog training, you know that the methods we used to use are no longer used today by professionals. There's a lag time, and I don't know what that lag time is. I think it's 10 to 15 years from what professionals do today and dog owners do today. There's like a 10 to 15 year difference. And every time a dog trainer learns a new thing, they have to go educate all of their clients on this new thing. But we don't. I try to, but I can't possibly get to everybody. And so we're constantly trying to put out new information. But because the old information stays out there, dog owners go to that old information and they go, oh, well, this video is 10 years old. Maybe it's you know the best. It's got a lot of views because it's 10 years old. Well, it, today, today is what you need, right? Because we're constantly developing. We're constantly learning. We're constantly adding new skills to the repertoire, doing new studies. Dog training does not have a lot of scientific studies backed behind it. It has a lot of personal experience, a lot of psychology in general, but the dog training industry really needs to expand the studies that we do. Because the more we understand about dogs, the faster we can train them and the more reliable the relationship of behavior can be and the more enjoyment you get out of your dog. 
right? If you understand your dog more, you're going to enjoy it more. Think about your phone. If you don't understand how your phone works, you can't enjoy all of the cool features. Like one of my favorite features on my phone is double tapping and getting the camera up. If I don't understand that double tapping the power button and getting the camera up, I got to unlock my phone, scroll to the camera app, click on the camera app. It just makes it so much more efficient when I understand the tool that I have. Now for your dog, I don't want you to call your dog a tool, but you have to understand how they learn, how they process things, what stresses them out, what excites them. And we can do that. We can put all of that into the idea of teaching them boundaries, right? All of that psychology. I just taught my dogs what they should be doing when they want something and they automatically do it. They go, boom, I got it. Awesome. Cool. Know exactly what I need to be doing. Now, when it comes to the couch, it's the same thing. They hang out. Sometimes they jump up on the couch and they know what the difference is, right? If uh, me and my significant other are sitting on the couch, there's no space for my dogs to sit on the couch. So they don't sit on the couch. If it's just one of us, they can come sit on the couch. Now, if my son is running around and jumping up on the couch and doing all these other things, they don't jump on the couch. And you might say, oh, well, that's just a really smart dog. They're really tempered, right? They, they realize what's going on and they know that they don't fit on that space. You can teach it. That's what I'm trying to convince you of right now. You can teach these things. And that's what I did with my dogs. I didn't teach it to my first dog because I didn't know back then. I did not know 10 years ago what I know today. But because what I know today, I can teach the things that I want to teach. And it makes it 10 times easier. Right? If I sit on the couch, my dog could come up. The second my significant other comes over, my dog gets up. Now she can sit down. Super easy. Wouldn't that be nice to have in your lifestyle right now? Think, like, think about it. Think about, like, go through your day. Wouldn't it be easy if my dog knew what the boundaries are? They knew what they should and should not be doing. My dogs move out of the way when I walk in. They just, they get out of the way. Not because the alpha theory, again, right? Has nothing to do with that. And people get rewarded for using the alpha theory simply because at some point, eventually it will work, right? The consistency will follow through. But then you have to keep doing it. You have to stay the leader of the pack, right? And this is where it kind of falls apart. At some point, some way, I'm going to be old. My dogs are going to be old. I'm not going to want to fight them all the time. I'd much rather teach them what they should be doing and reward them so heavily and then maintain these behaviors over long periods of time. Makes it so much easier for them to do the right thing. And it looks like they just have a well, even-tempered brain. Like, oh, I know exactly what to do. I'll get out of the way. And some dogs are like that. Some dogs learn very quickly to stay out of the way when you're walking or if you've got groceries. But in the case of my dogs, I did not. They were very, very clumsy. I'm thinking back now to when I would used to walk in and my dogs would be so excited, they would get in front of my feet and I would trip and I would, you know, have the bag of groceries and spill the apples or something. Classic, classic 90s movie. But you can teach your dog to move out of the way. You can teach them not to go on the couch or when to go on the couch. You can teach them not to go on your bed or to get off your bed when you ask them to get off the bed, to leave you alone when you're going to the bathroom and not try to enjoy the shower with you. All of those things can be taught. And we can teach our dog when to do it, when we want them to do it, and when not to do it, when we don't want them to do it. All you need is a system in place to know how to do it. Thank you guys for listening. Follow us on social media, and I'll see you guys next time.